Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley back with you along with the rest of the MRN crew. Hope everyone's doing well after our trip to Music City. Hope everyone's doing well after that Ross Chastain win over the weekend in the Ally 400. What a win it was for Trackhouse Racing, and what a win it was for Ross Chastain, Phil Surgeon, Justin Marks, that entire operation. They are playoff eligible now as we race into the midsummer range of the schedule and obviously looking towards Labor Day weekend and the Darlington Raceway and the beginning of the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series playoff so we tip our caps to the number one team we also tip our caps to another winner from the racing weekend in nashville let's swing over talk some nascar craftsman truck series with a driver that has now won twice this year in the nascar craftsman truck series 
We're speaking of Carson Hosevar going to win at Texas, winning at Texas, I should say, and also winning over the weekend in Nashville. So to the NASCAR Live wide open hotline we go, and we bring in the driver of the number 42 Chevrolet Silverados for Nice Motorsports. Carson Hosevar is with us. Carson, welcome back to NASCAR Live wide open. How are we doing? Good. Uh, it's uh, been a good weekend just pulling into the race shop to go kind of enjoy and celebrate with my Nice Motorsports team. They have uh, you know sort of a potluck lunch celebratory um, lunch per se. So um, it's always a good weekend or always a good week when uh, you get to come back and celebrate and eat lunch with your favorite group of people and especially when there's a lot of trophies around. No question about that. Nothing like breaking bread with the team after a win. When did you know this past weekend you had a race-winning truck? Uh, I, I felt like we were good enough throughout the whole race. I wasn't sure we had a race-winning truck at time, but I knew for sure we had a top-five truck. Uh, you know, I was man, we're going to run third or fourth again. Um, you know, we've been so fast the last few weeks, and um, you know, we had four top fives in a row, and I knew we had potentially a good day, but I wanted to be able to execute. And, um, we were running next to Corey on the front row. Uh, I knew was, clean air was going to be super important, but it felt like if I could just get into clean air and get a good restart and just maybe get the lead, it would be my only shot. I knew I wasn't going to be able to pass, but if you could put my truck in the lead, I, I felt like we were good enough that I could hold on to it and drive away. And, um, Got a really, really good push from the 38 and was able to sneak out to lead. And once I, I heard, you know, a few tenths a lot faster, a tenth or two a lot faster, and um, kept hearing the gap start to grow and my truck started to feel really good, uh, I, I knew it was, you know, I didn't want to lose the lead. And, um, it was going to be up to me if I could survive a restart or two that uh, everything else would take care of itself. You've had a handful of races that have slipped through your fingers. We've mentioned that. You know, this is win number two of the season. You went to Texas earlier in the year. You won Nashville. But you've had some slip away. When you get to the ends of these races and you're in position to win, is there anxiety attached to that? Is there, okay, what's going to happen this week? Is it that kind of trepidation about the whole process? What's it like trying to seal the deal when you've had so many get away from you? Uh, used to a lot. Um, but I think... Um, all those losses that finally have a one already at the bank, you know, it just allowed me to be called. It was like, all right, well, uh, there's some guys on new tires. There's, you know, there's a lot that can happen here. You know, I could, you know, I, I got the lead on a restart. You know, the, it's really easy to, you know, just lose it. So I'm like, man, it's got to be able to be at the top of my game and execute here and um, do as good a job as I could control. And, um, you know, there's no, no pressure involved. It, it just, you know, execute and things are going to take care of itself. I'm supposed to run second here today. I, I just want to be able to put as good a job as possible. And uh, if their truck was a little better in that moment, then I understand that. And, uh, you know, just got a really good restart. And, you know, that kind of mindset just allowed me not to overthink and put too much pressure on myself and just kind of allowed me to do the job I was tasked to do. And that was get a good restart and get out to lead and, um, just hit the bottom, hit good laps, and um, we did 130-something laps till that point. 
uh, all I had to do was run two more. It's as easy as that. You know, my, and, and, and on paper, you just run two more laps. You come to the checkered and you try to win the race. And, um, that's exactly what we were able to do. We have seen you obviously run um, full-time in the truck series. We've seen you with some Xfinity series start. You got a cup start under your belt this year. How does all this extra racing make you a better truck series driver for Nice Motorsports? Uh, I just think all the races I've been able and fortunate to do has just helped, um, you know, just a lot more racing, a lot more uh, racetracks, uh, you know, just able just to race more, race around different people and just enjoy racing. Uh, even I got to run a dirt late model at Eldora and I thought that helped. I got to run an ASA race at Milwaukee uh, in my pavement late model and I thought that helped, you know, actually how the rubber kind of attached that um, uh, natural even like I just think all racing aspects has helped and obviously the city race and even the cup race you know I've just been fortunate enough to just get in a lot of good race cars that um, run pretty well but just be able to learn every every step of the way and just constantly be able to be in a race car and just instinctively and just never have had multiple weeks off I, you know, I really haven't had more than a week off and um you know raced four or five times uh in a week even so it's it's been helpful that it's just second nature to be in a race car doing race car um things and thinking and be just being in that atmosphere and that state of mind chatting with carson hosevar the most recent winner in the nascar craftsman truck series here in 2023 Trucks are going to be off this weekend, mid-Ohio next weekend. Speaking of this weekend, Cup and Xfinity will be racing on the Chicago Street Course. What do you what do you make about the Chicago Street Course, and would you like to maybe see the trucks have an opportunity to race on that course? Ah, oh, man, I don't I don't know. Uh, I mean, you could probably ask me that after the race, and I probably would have a better opinion. Um, I ran it on the sim. It looks fun. Um the drive i don't there's just so much that could go wrong right uh so tight it's so um the second anybody goes to you know if there's an incident between one or two cars i don't think it's going to end up being one or two cars um you know a lot of road courses there's very few wrecks so there's very few yellows uh just because it's it's almost self-cleaning they get off the course and uh they go through the dirt and you know, very, you know, sometimes they end up at the terry barrier and that brings out the yellow, but, you know, most of the time they're just in the gravel or whatever the case may be where uh, here they're, they're going to get funneled in and, and just kind of pile in. Um, so it's, it's hopefully it goes good and hopefully it goes to where, because I think it could be a really good race, but obviously when uh, you're, you're in a race type atmosphere with a, you know, there's probably going to be an incident or two and uh, there's not going to be a lot of place to go. Going to be quite the congested affair this weekend in Chicago. Not as congested as potentially maybe a run around mid-Ohio sports car course where the trucks will race next one week from this coming Saturday. Where is um, where is your road course game right now at this point in your truck series career? I mean, I feel really good about it. Um, I really haven't ran outside the top three um, in, in a lot of the road courses races I've been in. Um, you know, I lost brakes at Coda running fourth. Um, around really good company and ran third at Mid-Ohio and uh, I feel really comfortable at road courses so I, I would be 
I had no pressure. I even said to the shop, man, I'd be really disappointed if we didn't have a shot to win. And, um, and they're like, man, no pressure. I'm like, well, that's more uh, disappointed in myself. I mean, road courses are more driver than anything. Like, I think you build a road course race truck, like, there's no real tricks to it. You try to be basic and to try to, you know, driver can mess it up a lot easier than, than the vehicle. And um, I think there's a reason all the, like, really good road course guys, no matter where they come up on the racetrack, uh, or wherever racetrack they're at, they always are fast. You know, it's not just a miracle setup that they hit it 17 times out of 17 times. You know, it's you know, there's so many different days and racetracks and everything. You know, they're just putting together a decent package and letting the driver go to work. And kind of how I've looked at it, and I I feel like we could be in for another at least top five day for sure. And, um, you know, my plan is to be fighting for a trophy at the end of that. And he's fighting to be a winner in the O'Reilly Auto Parts 150 at Mid-Ohio. Motor Racing Network will have the call one week from Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Enjoy uh, enjoy the meal with the team, the uh, the potluck lunch, as you call it. And we'll look forward to seeing you and the rest of the team and the rest of the Truck Series Garage at Mid-Ohio a week from Saturday. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. That's Carson Hosevar of Nice Motorsports. Off this weekend, as far as trucks are concerned, next NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series event will be the O'Reilly Auto Parts 150 at Mid-Ohio. That's coming your way one week from Saturday, Motor Racing Network airtime, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Let's shift back to the NASCAR Cup Series, and let's hear from the crew chief of the Ally Chevrolet. That would be Blake Harris. They've got some work to do. They are two points shy of making it into the playoffs. So they're hovering right around that bubble portion of the proceedings. And we flash back to time spent with Blake Harris by our very own Jason Toy, who visited with Blake and obviously the push to the playoffs front of mind for the 48 team in Hendrick Motorsports. Joining us now is the crew chief of the number 48 Ally Chevrolet from Hendrick Motorsports and Blake Harris. And Blake, let's go back a little bit to Nashville. I know the outcome in the Ally 400 wasn't what you guys had hoped for, but what's it like running there at Nashville, and especially when you got the, the big sponsor on the side of the race car and on the title of the racetrack? Yeah, it was a huge weekend for us. You know, a lot of a lot of events, a lot um, a lot of appearances and stuff for Alex to, to go meet with our partners and all the things. So, um, you know, just just tons around that event. So we we certainly put a lot of effort into it, and unfortunately didn't get the result that we wanted. But um, really cool to have you know all of our friends at Ally there and and the effort that they put into the race and and just everything around the entire weekend is definitely fun to be a part of. Seems like the racing is getting a whole lot better at that track. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, I you know certainly at times could be tough to pass, mm-hmm. but I mean there was a lot of a lot of side by side and and three wide action. You know, kind of through the entire race, all through the field. So um, that was definitely a pleasant surprise. You talked about uh, sometimes hard to pass. Is that something you think that? And we hear that a lot from the other drivers too. Is that something you think that maybe NASCAR addresses at the end of the season with with this car that they continue to develop on? Yeah, I think it just as we go with this car, right? I mean, the the guys that were really good um, are only going to get so good relative to the rest of the field, and and a lot of teams that maybe didn't have certain things figured out are going to get better. And you know, typically as packages stay the same, the competition comes closer together, right? So I think you know, I don't know that I think it as much of a, a car problem um, as it is just 
you know, you, I mean, you look at qualifying, there's six, seven spots within a couple hundreds of a second, like it's tight, right? So if everybody's running relatively close to the same speed, it's certainly going to be tough to pass if one guy's got clean air and one doesn't. Blake Harris is here with us, crew chief of number 48 Ally Chevrolet. And all right, we've got through Nashville. Start looking ahead further down the road. Push towards the playoffs. What are you guys doing uh, on that push right now uh, to get you there? Make sure you're in that top 16. Yeah, I mean, we got a couple tracks, you know, that we certainly have circled um, just historically that that are really good for Alex. And then, you know, outside of that, just going to work each week. Um, I, I think every week when when we don't have an issue or have something that, you know, a little bit of bad luck, I, I feel like we've got enough car speed to go, you know, run in the top 10 and, and even up in the top five. And that's what we've got to do. You know, we're, we're right on that, that cusp of points and win, you know, we certainly are, are looking for a win and we'll put ourselves in position to do that. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you, you know, you put yourself in the top five, the wins come. So uh, that's just what we got to do. We got to, you know, we've had a little bit of a, a rough stretch the last three, four races, as far as just kind of cautious, not falling the way we need, getting caught up in other people's messes. So um, that's just, just part of the ebbs and flow of, of a normal season. So I feel confident, you know, with the, the general speed that we've had that, um, that we can bring that into the playoffs. You know, and you get you have uh, obviously talking about Alex Bowman, your driver, but he was out for some races with the the broken uh, back. But you had Josh Berry jump in there too. What was it like going back and forth a little bit there with two different drivers in, in the middle part of the season? Yeah, really uh, appreciative of, of Josh being able to jump in. And you know, our our first race with him was Dover, which, which I think statistically for him is the best track um, he he has anywhere in any any series. So, um, you know, he's had I think he's won and, and finished in the top two or three every time he was there in an Xfinity car. So that was. Uh, an interesting plug and play for us for that to be the first week and um yeah i mean your approach changes right um you know the, you i don't want to say you don't expect to go win to win but you know you're a guy that jumps in the car you know you're you're still racing for owner's championship and a spot in the owner's playoffs so you know you you adjust your goals a little bit as far as you know you're going to spend the entire weekend on trying to make sure he's comfortable he's up to speed he, he knows what he needs to do in certain situations um you know where our week to week with alex is it's all all eyes on going and get the win so just just a little different approach and, and prep work and you know from from a driver's standpoint and just some of those places we went that he hasn't been to a lot much less than a cup car you know with josh we just had to, to pull out prep as much prep as we could around him to try to execute you know, with Josh, and you talk about him, what he did for you, what he did in the nine car, too, this season for Hendrick Motorsports. But, you know, he's been winning the Xfinity Series. He's obviously a championship contender there. And now he's got an opportunity to go full-time cup racing next year. How do you think he'll do when, when he gets that full-time seat now to be consistent? I mean, he, he had some pretty decent finishes, right? I mean, he's got a couple couple, couple top tens and, and HMS cars, if, if I remember right, with the second in Richmond. So, um, you know, he, he'll just get better, I, I think. There was plenty of times through every race and in our cars uh, that, that he showed pace. So, you know, I think um, I think as he goes back to these places that he raced at, you know, got one race in the next gen car. I think he'll, uh, he'll only get better as it goes. I think it's going to be awesome. And I, and I know he probably wanted to, to stay with the, the family and the team that kind of got on the where it is, but no open seats right now. So that's one thing. All right, let's talk a little bit about this week. You head to Chicago. This is a track, obviously, nobody's been to. Simulator time for drivers. I know crew chiefs have been kind of sitting in with the drivers a little bit on these simulator runs. How do you approach a race weekend like this with so much unknown? 
a lot of variables, right? I mean, you, you gotta be prepared for everything. Um, unfortunately, it's impound practice and qualifying for us, so you kind of locked in with what you have. Uh, but you know, we have a lot of a lot of details, a lot of really good information in our notebooks of road course stuff. So it's really just trying to pick and choose what what you think is going to be the most applicable to that place. So I don't think there's a lot of guys in our series that have that have raced any kind of street course. So I think that's going to be a huge variable. I, you know, just based on what we see in the simulator, I, mean, I, I think it's going to has potential to be pretty chaotic. So um, you know, I think you got to we're going to unload and, and I don't want to say be in survival mode, but you know, you, you certainly got to get up to speed, I'm going to say with a little bit of caution because it doesn't look like there's going to be much forgiveness there. When you look at things for this race, what's the one thing you really need this driver to protect on that race car? We always hear about toe links and how sensitive that can be. <laughs> how, how do you protect that and still be aggressive? I mean, without us knowing, you know, without us really knowing the grip level, you know, my first concern is just what it's going to be like getting into the corners and locking brakes up. Because I think the, you know, missing a corner and you slide just a little bit, there's just no room. There's, you know, we only have like two runoffs in the entire course. So um, I'm going to say, you know, protect the tires first, because if you lock tires up and go straight, then everything else is going to is going to be in trouble pretty quickly. It's going to be, and I, I got to think logistically because, again, we're all in the same boat. We don't know until we get there on how things are going to be. But logistically, having to set the truck somewhere else, you guys work somewhere else, kind of reminds me a little bit of trying to do what we did at the, the Coliseum earlier this year and working out on the streets. Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, I, I, I've been telling my guys prep wise, we're, we're kind of thinking of how we do Indy, right? The trucks are so far away from the garage. Um, that's kind of how, how we're going to be set up. But, you know, it'll be interesting. I mean, we, we've been through, you know, a couple slides with NASCAR. Um, you know, we put a lot of prep work in trying to make sure we have the right equipment in the right places when we get there. But, you know, I think the whole week, I think the entire weekend is just going to be about being fluid, right? And that's going to be with the race car, the driver, what we need out of them, what, you know, what we need, where we need to be and, and at what time. So just trying to kind of, you know, wrap our mind around you know, keeping the focus on our normal car prep and all those things. And then once we get there, we'll kind of, we'll mold around whatever we need to. I know for us on the radio side of things, we have some parts that we call our blind spots. We're not going to be able to see certain parts of the racetrack. They go to a track like this and the unknown variables and those type of things. How many spotters would you guys, will you guys take to help out your driver at a track like this? Yeah, we're going to have three spotters. Um, but, you know, I'll be honest, just looking at what it seems like their visual is going to be from up there. I, I don't know that, I mean, it'll be help, helpful right in front of them and, you know, come to the green and the choose. They're, we have them in the right spots. I just, there's a lot of blind spots like that. That's all there is. I, I don't, we do have a lot, there's a lot of corner workers, right? It, just like some of the bigger road courses, there's going to be guys stationed all, all around that, that do this all the time for other series at tracks all across the Midwest. So I think those guys are going to be just as important, right? If something somebody, something happens down one of those straightaways and, and there's an issue, you know, they'll be able to hopefully get that flag out and and get awareness to, to what we're doing. And, and we'll be scanning NASCAR as well, right? As soon as somebody radios in, you know, as, as an issue, we'll try to get that awareness in as, as quick as possible. But don't forget, you can scan us, too, on the radio. We'll have it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all talk a little much for what I got going on, but I'd love to listen to you. <laughs> hey, Blake, we appreciate it, as always, sir. Congratulations on your career. I've followed it here the last handful of years and what you guys have been able to do, and you make that big push towards the playoffs. Good luck with it. Thank you. Appreciate it.
That again, Blake Harris, along with our Jason Toy, crew chief of the number 48 car, heading into this racing weekend at Chicago. As we look forward to this weekend in Chicago, I wonder what Las Vegas has to say about this. There's a lot of people in this sport that have no idea what to expect. So let's take the temperature of Las Vegas. Producer Trey is here with the odds for this weekend. Trey, what's Vegas looking like so far? Well, Mike, Vegas has their eyes on the Cup Series driver who has won the last two times they've raced at a road course for the first time. Yes, the street course will be a completely different animal, but at Circuit of the Americas and at Road America, the two most recent additions in terms of road courses added to the Cup Series schedule, the winner there was Chase Elliott, and Chase Elliott is the favorite. Vegas thinks he could get his win and lock himself into the playoffs. He is 5-1. to one. Right behind Chase is Tyler Reddick. He is at plus 656.5 to 1 is your return on investment there. And then right behind those two is your most recent road course winner in the Cup Series at Sonoma Raceway. Martin Truex Jr. sits at 7-1. to 1. Now, if you're looking for some other interesting guys, I know people have their eyes on an A.J. Allmendinger this weekend. People have their eyes on an Austin Sendrick. Guys that have... You know, road racing experience, uh, experience on street courses. AJ is eight to one, and Austin Cindric is twenty to one this weekend. If you have your eyes on those, it could be a bit of a spray the board weekend because no one knows to expect. Take a little bit here, a couple units here, maybe half a unit there. But the guy I'm most confident in this weekend, I think I'm going to go with Reddick, just because I think right now he is probably the best road course racer in NASCAR and if you want to look at the last road course race that had a ton the last two road course races that had a ton of chaos it was Coda and it was last year at the Indianapolis road course and who came out on top of both of those Tyler Reddick did so I think Reddick is worth if you're you know ranking the amount of units you're going to put on people I think Reddick would be uh, where to go for the most units spent this weekend some long shots that are interesting Daniel Suarez, who has wanted a road course before, Trackhouse took him up to Detroit when the IndyCar Series was running a street course race there and just had him get familiar with what it's like on a street course. Suarez is at 25 to 1. And then Shane Van Gisbergen, who is driving the Project 91 entry for Trackhouse this weekend, comes from the Australian Supercars, which is probably the most similar racing series or cars that you have to the current cup series car right now and he has more experience than anyone in this entire field on street courses did a test earlier this week at the charlotte roval and this weekend qualifying is going to be huge now if shane gets back in the pack and doesn't have a great qualifying lap i don't know how well he might handle the aggressiveness and uh chaos that might ensue but if he lays down a fast lap and is up at the front, I think he might be hard to catch. And at 60 to 1 odds, I think he's worth a flyer there. But ultimately, I think it's Reddick driving for a Chicago legend and Michael Jordan who celebrates in the Windy City. Just took the words right out of my mouth. If he wins for Michael Jordan on the street course in Chicago, boy, they are going to let us have it with those celebrations. We'll see how it all unfolds. Appreciate that, Trey. That odds update. Those odds will change. But it seems like, based on the lines that are out there, Las Vegas still doing some head-scratching as well, trying to figure out which way to go this weekend in Chicago. It is Wendy's week on MRN with Wendy's Baconator. Our middle bun is bacon, like it's supposed to be. We've got a lot of meat on the bone for you this weekend. We've got triple header coverage coming your way from Chicago. We'll have coverage of qualifying, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, Saturday afternoon. 
followed by the NASCAR Xfinity Series Loop 121, Motor Racing Network airtime 4.30 on Saturday, and then we're back 4.30 Eastern on Sunday with the NASCAR Cup Series Grant Park 220. And we'll talk about it Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And, of course, NASCAR Live wide open next Thursday here on the Motor Racing Network. For producer Trey and the rest of the MRN team, I'm Mike Bagley. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Chicago along with us. We can't wait to get there. And we wish everyone the best in their first trip to the streets of the Windy City. Until we speak again, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and warning systems for the automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced, and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left, and we're here to stay. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy Ford Tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak.